0: All right, everybody, welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Andrew, this one is free because of our friends at mybookie.com. They have the best place to do your online gambling, they have props. You can bet props, games, anything you want in football to be MVP. Who's on MVP? Over/unders, anything. Because football season's almost almost here. You want to win? You want action on the game? My bookie is the best place to go. If you do a deposit now, you get double your deposit. If a fifty percent of your deposit extra for free. If you use the code Happy Twenty Five, bet hundred, get an extra fifty. Do it now. Go to my bookie. Dot AG use the code happy twenty five get a fifty percent sign up bonus it's football season you're gonna gamble do it at the best online place where they will take care of you like no one else terms and conditions apply all right Andrew uh, this week I'm on vacation i'm on uh, I'm in Seattle so we had to get these done early and and Unless the Saints have mega breaking news, somebody gets arrested, somebody dies, or Michael Thomas signs an extension. Otherwise, these are going to be the shows you're going to get. And we decided to do fan appreciation, right, where we just picked our favorite Saints players that we wanted to do. And we did – you did Marcus Colston. I picked Fred Thomas. And we were trying to decide who else to pick, so we threw it out to the fans. And a bunch of people nominated, I think a great one, is Pierre Thomas. And look – we all love Pierre Thomas. He's um, he was amazing with the Saints. He's going to be in the Saints Hall of Fame. He's got all the st- t- the statistics. Here. But the one thing I want to say about Pierre Thomas, and we can get into it. You know, you know, we talked about on this podcast many times. I think even in episodes this week about how certain. Plays or moments overshadow everything, right? The, the penalty that, that screwed the Saints in the NFC Championship last year, it overshadows everything about the game and almost everything about the season, right? Well, on the flip side of that is 2009, where like Tracy Porter's interception against the Vikings, it overshadows everything in that game almost. It's like you remember that and then you remember his play in the Super Bowl and everything else is kind of a blur. Pierre Thomas... His 2009 NFC Championship game, I submit to you, is a top five single game performance in Saints history. When you combine stakes, his actual statistics, and whatever else, it was gigantic. And I feel like it might be the single greatest individual performance in Saints history that is totally forgotten about.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, Pierre Thomas is a difficult one for me because I think if you look at him statistically, he never he never had a, the one thousand yard season. No, nope. uh, in fact, the best season he ever had was seven hundred ninety three yards rushing. So, I think you would look at his numbers and say, "Well, longevity is on his side," so he, he definitely has that. But otherwise, kind of pedestrian career stats. Now, he was with the Saints long enough. You know, he was a running back for the Saints for eight years. And in that eight-year period, he amassed enough yards to be fifth all-time in rushing. Um, But that's a big difference from, you know, a guy like Chuck Muncie, who was only with the team five years and basically had the same number of yards. So, um, you know, it's tough. But, you know, one statistic that I found interesting is that yards per carry, he's at 4.6 for his career with the Saints. uh, And that is higher than anyone in the top four. So, higher than Deuce, higher than Mark Ingram, higher than Dalton Hilliard, um, higher than George Rogers. So, um, you know, I think Pierre Thomas was always a guy, and I say this of his pass catching too, he always made the most of his touches. I feel like he yeah. was not a high-volume player. He wasn't a 1,000-yard runner, um, but he was a guy that kind of maximized every play he had on the field.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. I am a guy that Saints Hall of Fame, I, I believe, numbers is a is a part of it but but moments and and fan love and all that is important and you and and to me the, and i the, i would uh,
1: say he's even with colston in terms of fan love
0: i mean here's the thing here's the thing about his his 2009 nfc championship performance which i believe if you want to argue his stat, his overall stats catches and yards per carry like you just did which is it's kind of eh, it's kind of borderline let's be honest But his NFC Championship game is 14 rushes, 61 yards, and a touchdown. He had two receptions, 38 yards, and a touchdown. And a touchdown, a big, huge play that was 38 yards. It was after Minnesota had just marched down the field and Adrian Peterson pushed it in, and the crowd was like, oh, my God, Minnesota just went up and down this field with ease. The Saints came right back and scored. And Pierre Thomas, that's not all he did in that game because he also, in overtime, he had a 40-yard kickoff return and he converted the fourth and one in overtime. So that's just a, a handful of gigantic plays in that game that I feel like gets wa- gets lost to history. And, I mean, if you want to put up uh, an individual game by a running back for the Saints with stakes involved, Deuce's 2006 wild Card games, to me, is the only one that comes close. Maybe maybe Sproles in 2002, in 2011 versus San Francisco, too. But that was just – Sproles was just volume in that game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but that was a loss. So, yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I think you got to look at it in the context of them winning. The kickoff returning that fourth and one play alone – and then he has the incredible screen pass score in the, Super, in the Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, so you know he he definitely had some big moments. Um, I think if you look at it in terms of the the Tracy Porter sniff test, does he have the big moments? You just highlighted them. Absolutely. The Marcus Colston fan loves. You know, th- th- does he get that check mark? Absolutely. So then the only thing that's really left is statistically, and he doesn't have. I think he was consistent. Over his eight years, I think he kind of always gave the Saints the same thing, which was great blocker, great pass catcher, uh, really good at shedding tackles, good, a good change of pace running back. And he, he really was that um, until he was done with the Saints. Um, but what he never was, in my opinion, was he never had the Joe Horn type season. He never had the monster no. season. Um and I think that's kind of the, why he never made a Pro Bowl. And that's why I think it's difficult to evaluate him. Like he, uh, you compare him to a guy like Ruben Mays or Chuck Muncie or George Rogers, these guys that just had monster seasons for the Saints. And then, be it through injury, they just got traded or whatever, they really didn't have the sustained career with the Saints that you would have hoped they would have. Pierre Thomas had that but so that when you're comparing them in the hierarchy of who was the better saint um I think it's really tough to compare those um you know their pros and cons to both at the end of the day Pierre Thomas was part of the Super Bowl and I think maybe that's the swing factor you know when comparing all these guys so Pierre- okay it's time to commit 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself
0: You need indeed. Pierre Thomas, and he, the thing about Pierre Thomas is, you know, we're talking about him as as a difference of, you know, I would even argue Pierre Thomas would deserve to go ahead of a guy like Fujita, who has just as much fan love. But to mm-hmm. me, Fujita was a guy. Yeah, he was a nice player, and he did some nice things on the 2019 team. But Pierre Thomas, you take him off the Saints Super Bowl team. I don't think they get there. You take Fujita off, eh, maybe they could have plugged somebody else in and it'd have been okay. Like, yeah. Pierre Thomas contributed a huge chunk to why that team made a Super Bowl. Um, and Pierre Thomas, another thing about him, man, that two thousand that 2011 playoff game, he got knocked out. He He was out before he hit the ground the first drive of that game. And... I think that swung that game immensely, you know, uh, where I think it sort of put the Saints back on their back on their heels and whatnot, and uh, I think it mattered. I think it mattered a lot. So that shows that's a, another way to show his value. Um, mm-hmm. But I just wanted I just wanted to do a, a show on him, Andrew, because I feel like as we get further along, he gets sort of the fans love him, but he gets f- forgotten because he's he's sort of one of those guys. that is hard to he's hard to. He's hard to measure. He's hard to judge.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I I do think he had a running style that was so unique, you know, and he had a little bit of a Barry Sanders type body. In other words, I I think he had really strong legs. He was pretty flexible. And so he had this way of bouncing off tackles that uh, he was not fast. I I would not say he was a fast guy. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't even say he was that explosive, but he, he would always break that first tackle and so he was able to get 20, 30-yard chunk plays. Um, maybe even more so than some explosive players, um just because of his tackle breaking ability. And so he, that, he, he was a, just, he was just fun. He was really fun to he watch. He was
0: fun. He had that that fun bowling ball type running style. Yeah. And he had this weird thing where he wasn't necessarily the fastest and he didn't run away from guys. But he could bounce off contact, and whatever his highest speed was, he could bounce off a tackle and then get back to his highest speed in a very short amount of time, which I don't know what skill that is, you know, but like like Deuce was a guy who it took him a little bit, right? He could run over dudes, but it took him a, a good bit to like get have a runway to get up to top speed, even Reggie Bush kind of like it took him a little bit to, to get to the top end speed mm-hmm. Pierre could like bounce off a dude in, in like three steps he was as fast as he was, he was going now maybe you say oh he's just slow or whatever but I just think he he was his running style was unique and he had a he had a thing Andrew where you know where like Camara always looks like he he's running just fast enough and he what whatever he needs to do He runs just fast enough to beat everybody, but he never quite looks like he's given 100%, even though he probably is, right? It's just so graceful and smooth. Pierre Thomas always looked like a dude who was giving every fucking ounce he had, and I think that's part of the reason why fans loved him.
1: He also set up, I mean, the screen of Pierre Thomas. I mean, he was just deadly, you know, and that that was a time period where they had Carl Nix, Jari Evans, Jonathan Goodwin, who were all three, very good at pulling and I just remember so many times where he would set up those blockers perfectly and he would let those guys throw their blocks and kind of pave the way for him Um, and that was a play that I just felt like anytime the Saints ran it uh, you knew Pierre Thomas was going to execute it perfectly and so his ability in the screen game was I have never seen a Saints running back before or since uh, come anywhere close to executing that play like he yeah, did. Yeah,
0: he had ability to to hide behind Carl Nix and Jari Evans and be patient enough to sort of let everybody come and let the blocks develop and then go. Which is just—it's a—I don't know if it's just something you have innately or you can learn it, but whatever it was, he had it like no one else ever did.
1: And and you know, lastly, he was just so likable off the field. Yeah. Such a likable he on, guy. He was
0: undrafted. Yeah. He beat out Antonio Pittman. They were like, Antonio Pittman, you're terrible and Pierre Thomas is really good bye-bye and well people, and they...
1: yeah and i mean just going back for a second yeah so you know they they, they draft thomas and you know the idea is that he's going to be they actually traded up to get him and so the they idea, traded up
0: to the first pick of the fourth round to get yeah
1: him. the idea was that he was going to be a, a serviceable backup for the team a useful backup and you know pierre thomas was a guy in illinois he didn't get to play a ton uh, because of ray Hall. And so, you know, obviously Mendenhall goes on to have a great career with the, with the Steelers, and he was a productive NFL player too. But Thomas was just in a situation in college where he was behind a, a star back. And so I don't think NFL teams really realized how good he was. And so he goes undrafted, the Saints get him, and he was so good in training camp and in preseason that the Saints were like, we've got to cut this guy we traded up for because, <laughs> this, because Pierre Thomas is just too good. Um, and that first yeah. year as a rookie, I remember he never played that much. Um, and then it, it, it was a game against the against Bears, Ch- against Chicago. Yeah. And it was one of those games where, uh, you know, kind of kind of meaningless, but uh, he, he had either 90 yards rushing and receiving, or maybe it was 100 yards rushing and receiving. I
0: think he had 100 in both.
1: Yeah. In both. Yeah. But, I mean, he, that, there was like that one game. I would say if I, statistically, if you could point to one, Ah, uh, that was the one time where I feel like I feel like Pierre Thomas absolutely went off, and after that game, uh, it was just one of those things where I think it made it very clear. Like Sean Payton was just like, I can't afford not to have this guy on the field moving forward.
0: Yeah, and they, you know, and he he was just a he was just a fan favorite, um, you know, and and it was an another season, you know. We talk about 2011, 2010. He got hurt. They go to Seattle. They're playing Julius Jones at running back. That was the year they lost every fucking running back they had, right? Uh, and they go to Seattle, and they stink in the red zone because they don't have any running backs. Uh, I think if they'd have had Pierre Thomas that game, they'd probably win that playoff game, and we don't have to deal with Beast Quake and all that. So that's another check in his column for the Saints Hall of Fame. But – uh this has been uh, another episode of, of, uh, of Saints Appreciation Week. Um, guys, this episode was free, but as Andrew has said, as I said, it's football season. It's coming up, and we are going to be the only Saints podcast that's going to give you breaking news that's going to react to it when it happens immediately. Other podcasts, you're going to have to wait for their next episode, the next week, or whatever. Me and Andrew, when the Saints do a trade or they have, a, a, God forbid, an injury or news or whatever – 30, 40 minutes after it happens, this podcast is going to post and you're going to need your Saints fix. It's $7 a month. Do it. So, anyway, this has been Fan Appreciation Week. We
1: got one more to do. Uh, Me and Andrew, we will see you again tomorrow.